Hey, everybody. How we doing? What's up, bro? Hey, this is Evan Layton with H-Town Happy Hour. Derek Diotalevi, H-Town Happy Hour, number one podcast in the world. In the world, bro, bro, let them know. And we have our very special guest for you today. We have... Adonis Alexander, owner of Diversity Clothing Company. Yes, sir. Welcome to the building, man. Well, good to have you here, Adonis. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Absolutely, absolutely, man. So, uh... Yeah, no, we get it started off. Uh, so we had you at the market over the weekend, didn't we? Yeah. We had you at the market, and I, you know, maybe a little biased opinion, but I thought it was great, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how did you feel about the market? Oh, the market was excellent. Uh, it's the biggest market that uh, I know you guys have done at, at Post with vendors on both sides, but yeah. yeah. Especially on a, on, on a day like Saturday where it's rainy like that. Yeah. It's no good place to come inside. Have food options. Yes, you got sir. a lot of different things to shop. I mean, it's kind of like the place to be on the weekend. We faced a little adversity with a lot of rain coming in, but still a very nice crowd. Yeah. I'd but, like to say it wasn't able to rain on our parade. Oh, no. It was not able to. It doesn't matter how much rain came in. We were able to persevere. Let but, me ask you uh, this. Can, can, can you tell us about diversity clothing? What is diversity clothing? So diversity clothing uh, was a long time coming. Long, diversity clothing is... Um, is a way it was a way for me to control the nar- narrative so to speak of Houston, Texas. Oh, yeah. I like that. And 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 what I mean by that is I I'm, I'm a native Houstonian, born and raised on the south side of uh, Houston. Hey, south side. Okay. Uh, and for the longest time growing up, I always felt like Houston in a lot of ways was a bit overlooked, disrespected. Yeah. Um obviously, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a very geographical person. I love maps, all of that. So you look at the map, it's pretty obvious. New York is East Coast. Chicago is Midwest. L.A. is West. But when you get to the South, you would hear Miami, Atlanta, New Orleans. And I was like, well, hold on. You know, Houston is the fourth largest city in America. All of those cities I just mentioned are kind of one-dimensional. They do Mm -hmm. it very, very well. Yeah. But they're still Mm -hmm. one-dimensional. Houston is... The, actually the cultural capital of the South. Amen. And we were kind of treated like afterthoughts, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I grew up kind of like put a somewhat chip on my shoulder when it came to the national media because I felt like they would they would control a lot of our narrative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead right. of we telling who we are, what we're about, huh. they would be like, this is who you are. And that's important because take a, a city like New York, for example, to me, they're the masters of controlling their own narrative. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. If you really were telling the truth about New York, you'd say it's the people possibly rude, yeah. a little dirty. A little yeah. dirty. Crime is great and crazy. Overcrowded. <laughs> but they don't say that, do they? They right. say it's the city that never sleeps. It's the Big Apple. You can make it in New York. You can make it anywhere. They are the masters <clears throat> of controlling their own narrative. You know, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. something that you said, I was just thinking about, it really brings light to, I think, what gives birth to that Houston, hey, I'm going to get out and show what, I'm going to show y'all what I'm about. It is that underthought, that second thought like that. We're not going to give y'all the real time of day. And it's like, please do that. Because that right there, that underlooking, that overlooking our ability has even made us more of a fiery threat. Yeah. You know, Houston Houston has kind of always been a a humble city as well. So, you know, take, for example, the uh, the theater district. It's been ranked in in the top in the United States for a very long time. But when Houston does something great, they just do it. They don't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Dallas does something great. They make sure the whole world knows. Yeah. You know? And so... That's true. And but, so, but really, we've all heard what 
I mean, the only good thing to come out of Dallas is I-45 <laughs> South, you know? That's about oh, it. It's I-45 South, and that's about it, man. <laughs> man. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas is interesting, but I got to give it to them. They, they know how to market themselves. I mean, you know? the Cowboys. I mean, they ain't won nothing, and they're still like America's team. Number one, number one wealthiest franchise in the world, if I'm not mistaken, if they, if they still are. But they're always up there. I mean, that's literally why we kind of started H-Town Happy Hour, man. Really? To, to shine a spotlight on, on the city of Houston and, and show see, off all the amazing things. Amen. So, so okay. So, for the, for the longest time, I didn't really know how to control that narrative, you know? Yeah. You can't just come out and be like, well, no, we aren't. You know, this is what we are. You, you have, have to, to show them. You have to show them in different ways. Right. So, what I found was in, in, in later years that clothing was one of the ways to, to, to possibly do that. Mm. So, uh, take, for example, uh, right there at uh, West Timer. Westheimer in uh, uh, 610, where the gallery is. Remember they used to have that adult store right there on yep. the corner? Uh-huh. For sure. And that, so they would always, national media would always use that picture as to say, look at how ugly of a city yeah. Houston is. Yeah. You, got this, you got this adult store right in front of this. Gallery, you know, a beautiful gal- place. And, and, and I felt like that, ain't that, us. Was, that was really them controlling our narrative. Yeah. And so I made this shirt. It was one of my original shirts that I made. And it says, Houston artsy, cultural, diverse, unfiltered, vibrant. I said all of that just to get to that one word, which is unfiltered. As to say, Houston isn't ugly, it's unfiltered. It's the largest city without zoning laws. You can build anything that's to anything, but don't look at that as a problem or something that's ugly. Look at that as a a unique, you're not going to get that same experience anywhere. Mm -mm. So so I just felt like it was about time that we started doing the same thing New York's been doing all along. It's just kind of controlling our own narrative and kind of flipping the script a little bit. And I feel like the clothes were a good way to do that, kind of tell the rest of the country, the world, who we are, what we're about, what we got going, what are the best parts of us without, you know, without them really knowing this, that's what's happening. You know what I'm saying? So, so let me ask you this. You have a few different types of shirts, obviously that you have, right? Right. You've been doing this for some time, but how long, how many years? So the the brand has been I created the brand in 2016 mm-hmm. while I while I was still working a day job at MD Anderson Cancer Center, so uh, that's when I started it. But I actually been doing uh, design since high school. I actually took advertising. I went so I'm a product of Barbara Jordan High School for Careers. Okay. So I took uh, I took two years vocation of advertising design in high school, mm. zero college education, and just continued to play with it over the years until it actually became until I got good enough to where I could put it out there like that. So let me ask you, when did you know you had something? Oh, that's a, you know that's a good question. Um, oh man, I'm yes. thinking. Hmm. Cause I, cause I originally started before I did the shirts. I actually started my own like graphic design, like uh, freelance. Okay. I called it Adonis Arts. And mm, so basically, right. if you had a business like H John Happy Hour, I would be the guy that, hey, you need a logo, you need a, you know, the business cards, you need this uh, media. You, you go to be a, basically an asset to people's businesses. Right. And 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 I like at the time I liked the rush of of people telling me their ideas and kind of making them come to fruition. Mm. Uh, but then after a while, I noticed that I could do a lot more if I just took my own ideas because you get those ideas all the time yeah. and just kind of pushing that and turning it into something, you know. And so I think it was around that time, 2015, 2016, where I started to kind of realize that graphic design was a bigger trade than I ever thought it would be. Like, like, like in the in the, like two, in the in the in the ni- in the nineties and two thousands, 
when you went to uh, when you were in school and you went to your counselor and you, you wanted to look into what was the the uh, professions of the future, they were always talking, you know, uh, computer science, all of those things. Graphic design was not one of those things that was really spoken of like that. But then everything went digital, right? Uh, <laughs> everything went digital. It was, the like were, it was like they were hiding the future from us. Like they knew what it, it was. Seems like let's it. mislead y'all this way. Why graphic design is going to take the wave? I think what it is too. A lot of people don't realize how much graphic design uh, like contains. Like every business needs a graphic designer. Like right. you, you all need logo design. You need different implementations of your logo and your design, whether it's for T-shirts or for a sign. Like it, all, all, every business needs some sort of designer. Right, especially with the uh, everything going digital and everything headed that direction that isn't already. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that's gonna come into play even more. Uh, yeah, at, at the time I wouldn't, I would not have thought it was the profession of the future. I just, I like creativity, and that's why I was there. So it just kind of, you know, ended up that way. And as time goes on, there's more things to put graphics on than ever before. I would have never thought I would have lived to see graphics on a, a electrical box on the curb. Mm. You know? Right, right. It's like right. it's everywhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Somebody mm -hmm. has to design so, all that. And, and also it kind of seems like this, you know, success doesn't happen overnight, does it? Not at all. No, it doesn't. It's earned. Never give it. A lot of the times it's taken by little steps daily to do right. something better every single day, to recreate a better you from the day before. Like, what can I do today that's going to get me better than I was yesterday? And do you think that's kind of how you took that walk with this oh, idea? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like I said, I was playing around, or playing around with it for years. So um, back when, because uh, like, like I said, I was I was in high school, what, 98 to 2002? I graduated 02. Mm -hmm. um, that was around the same time that they were talking about the expansion team of the Texans. And so, and so, I, I was actually, this. uh, I actually, uh, I don't, I don't know if I've officially submitted anything, but I created two expansion teams before they created the Texans. Wow. Uh, as a, as a project. What were the names? What was that? What was like? So, so my name for the Texans was the Houston Hurricanes. Hey. I mean, it, it fits, it, right? It well. And the, lo it and does. the logo, the logo was very similar to how the uh, the high school, the High Tower Hurricanes is. But okay. High Tower didn't exist back then. Okay. Okay. Um, I was gonna say, yeah. Okay. And I also, a lot of people don't know this, but I also made an expansion team for San Antonio. Hmm. And it, and I called them the, uh, in the spirit of a team not having to take on the actual name of the city, it could take the name of the region or something there, like the New England Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. I called them the River City Rough Riders. Ah. Okay. And that like was the Guadalupe like, River running nah, through it. Hey, there XFL you go. Team is the I know Roughnecks, the Roughnecks. So they were kind of on. They're yeah, kind of yeah. on that same. Uh, cool. Uh, but yeah, so I had been playing around with it, but I don't think I had a lot of confidence. Even though they were looking back, they were they were good. I just didn't have a lot of confidence in myself that they were good enough to actually put it out there for the rest of the world to see mm. or whatnot. So I, I would always play with it, but I would never really let anybody see. You know, that that's actually a very common uh, obstacle that a lot of designers face. Is yeah. is like the, the the search for perfection, right? Like, and they're scared to put out—not scared, but just like they're hesitant to put out their work because right. they don't. It, oh, it's not perfect. How are people going to perceive this? Yeah, it's, it's your art, and if yeah. people don't like your exactly. art, you might get your, get your feelings hurt. You yes. know, right. but you also might want to not. You might want to be like, okay, that's just thank you for the uh, words of, but I'm going to keep going. Yeah, you know? that's true. Right. But and also talking about not having the confidence sometimes because I know everybody's had that before they do something right. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and talk about your leap of faith and jumping into this. 
Uh, so my leap of faith, so it was part leap of faith, part coincidence, right? Awesome. So like I mentioned, I, when I started, I was in 2016, I was still working at uh, MD Anderson Cancer Center. Uh, and I and I was actually there in my uh, uh, 14th year there, uh, right out of high school. Um, things were a little shaky there with their financial situation, so I can kind of see the writing on the wall. Mm. So I felt it was a good time to start working a little harder on what I was doing with the, with the brand. So I created the website and I started uh, I started designing in 2016. But I did. I had no plans of releasing anything because I wanted to have my number was twelve. I wanted to have twelve designs that I was comfortable with before I uh, actually released it. Because I, what I didn't want is I didn't want to release one and then everybody likes it and they're looking for others and now I'm scrambling to get yeah. the others and now maybe they don't look as good because now I'm you know my back and then is you, the and wall. then you think that they're going to be like oh those other eleven just weren't right. it you know you don't <laughs> exactly. you don't want that thought ever exactly like someone so, puts out a new album it's like they got that one song that's really good you listen to the rest of the CDs see? you're like eh, might not buy another album see I, and <laughs> it's funny it's funny that you mentioned that so music is actually my number one skill I'm oh, actually wonderful. I'm actually a trumpet player. And uh, me and my sister, we had our own band back in the day. But music, music is actually what I apply to everything. Okay, cool. Uh, so, so just what you said, that's actually true. You think of it. Uh, Perfect analogy. Huh? You cool. think of it as it's like a song, an album. You know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, people don't remember how bad the songs were in the middle, but they'll remember if the first song is, yeah. the last one is. The right. intro and the outro. What, exactly. Were they quality or what? They were. Man. Out, didn't it? Exactly. Exactly. And actually, one of the first shirts that I created in 2016 was this one, which actually ended up being the all-time bestseller. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and at the time, uh, the HGX Baseball, at the time, I Yeah, where'd you get a, that shirt? Plug your stuff. Where'd you get that shirt, man? <laughs> hey, diversity clothing. <laughs> diversity clothing, man. Check them out, guys. He's here on the show. And see, and see now, <laughs> we, we see a lot of the, the space stuff, you know, the Astros are doing, everyone else is doing now. Mm -hmm. 2016, they didn't have a lot of that. You know, it was still strictly the, you know, the, the normal uniforms. Mm -hmm. Maybe there were the blue ones with the rainbow on the side. The only reference to uh, astronauts were uh, in the 60s with the, with the, uh, the grounds team at the uh, Dome. Mm -hmm. So I, I was looking to kind of get more into the space side of things. And, and I think they kind of caught on to that and they started doing more of that themselves. Mm, yeah. But but uh, but yeah, but back to the uh, the original question. So 20, 2016, 12 designs. Um, I finally completed those designs around December of 2016, and I did my first pop-up, and it was with uh, the All Access Art Show. Yeah. And uh, shout out to those guys over there, Malik and uh, Tajay. Yeah, I know but yeah, Malik. Yeah. But yeah, they they were the first one. They they were kind of in their infancy as well, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, did their show, uh, got that out the way. Then everything flipped over just a month later. So a month later, I got actually laid off from my job wow. of 14 years. No. So, so that See? was that oh. was a shocker. Well, not really, because I mentioned I mentioned that it was shaky, but you know you don't expect to be a part of that layoff. But those yeah. are the horror stories. Well, those are the horror stories that you heal. I think I think it would have been more of a horror story had I not been already working on on but my you stuff. Had you know, like if that. I didn't have that, then yeah, it'd have been like because my my uh, supervisor didn't even want to look me in the eye. He like had his head turned like that. Like and I wanted to let him know it's okay, it's okay. Like I'm I'm like working on this, you know. Yep. This stuff or whatnot, and honestly, being laid off is a lot more honorable than being fired. I've never been fired from anywhere mm. or whatnot. So because of this, it was a layoff, I actually got four months of severance. Yeah. Uh, if you remember correctly, in 2017, uh, so laid off in January, that very next month, remember, the Super Bowl was coming. 
that mm. year. So that was going to give a platform <laughs> for uh, a lot of the, you know, whatever I had going on to be, be seen if I yep. chose the right spot. So I actually set up in Midtown during the Super Bowl. Uh, that went over well. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. I'm just trying to, you know, learning who my customers are, uh, who I need to market to, this, that, and the other. Uh, there, things didn't change until that, I want to say that, uh, like around March or April, um, I actually, so there was a pop-up for the Super Bowl called Launch that was okay. put on by Houston First uh, Corporation. And they created that so that people could shop local Houston goods yeah. right there at Super Bowl Live. Awesome. But they decided after the Super Bowl to keep it around and rotate the designers every, like, three months. So the people who were orchestrating the Houston's launch? Uh, uh, Houston First Corporation. Houston First, okay. Uh-huh, okay. That's over Visit there. Houston. Uh, it's the marketing arm of the city of Houston. Awesome, yeah, uh, awesome. Uh, Visit Houston. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, so they they uh, I applied, but I was too late. I didn't get in for the Super Bowl. But because I had applied, when they decided to keep around, they called me up, and they decided uh, that they were going to have me. I believe for the months of June through August, June, July, August. Uh, but before that, that April, obviously the Astro season was going to be starting. I had high expectations for them. I had my designs, uh, so I was actually looking for a place to set that up mm. uh, close to the stadium, and I ended up. Uh, uh, getting with the the ownership over at the 8060 group that owned the HTX uh, Fan Tavern right yeah. across the street. So yeah. I got with those guys and uh, it was like it was a great fit. I ended up setting up there with them for uh, actually for the next three years, mm-hmm. three seasons. But basically, I was there for every game. They they let me set up there. I was there for for uh, opening day. Mm-hmm. Opening day at uh, the tavern was the first time I ever saw anybody wear my shirt wow. <laughs> in, in public. Beautiful. Just what a great somebody, somebody walked Isn't up. Isn't that a great feeling? I had to take a picture with them. I was like, man, that's the first time I ever saw my shirt worn in yeah. public. Uh, and it was for opening day. And when he was walking up, I was looking. I was just kind of looking at him to see what his vibe was, and he, he looked proud. He felt like he was standing out amongst his friends, like awesome. he had something special. He had something and, to say and on that, his shirt. And I had to, and you know, I'm looking at him right. like, man, that's amazing. Did like he you recognize say, you, or did you? Nobody knew who I was then. Oh, dope. Which is which dope. I didn't expect anybody to. Right. Um, but yeah, I let him know the situation. We took a picture, you know, and and, and that was that. So I'm there setting up, you know, all the games over there. By June, I'm inside launch. And then obviously we know what happened. Come October, the Astros in the playoffs, yeah. they go they go all the way. Uh, by that time, they brought me back for a second time at lunch. Mm. Uh, October, uh, November, I went from getting about 50, 60 hits to the website to October, November, 60 to 80,000. Wow. It, it took off yeah. within, uh, man, a few days. I mean, I think it, it, it credit to you too, right? I think a big part of it is, is you just, you kept the momentum going. Like you went yeah. from the, the the Super Bowl to the the Astro season starting, and you were in the hot spaces. You said the HTX uh, Fan Tavern. Like I think that that's a nod to you, bro, to kind of be able to surf the wave. Yeah, and it and it was um it was uh the, the pressure was on a little bit because yeah. I had never I had never been quote unquote unemployed, and um and uh my, one of my close friends told me you know. If you can do what you're doing while working, just imagine if you had that entire eight hours dedicated yep. to it. So when I got that four-month severance package, severance package, I was, hey, I got four months to see what I can really do, or right. else I, I don't know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, so so let me ask you. You know, you say you were out there and you you did it as much as you could, and once you got off, uh, you got the the laid off and everything, and you were full force in this diversity of clothing. What sort of team aspect did you have? Any people around you that were kind of 
helping towards the good or were you more just like, Hey man, I got to get this at all costs. And you know, so what sort of team did you kind of so, have around? So, so basically I've, I've been a solo operation this entire time mm. and I've, and I've been able to feed off, uh, mentors and those who, who yeah. uh, I've worked around that, I mean, when you, when you get into entrepreneurship, especially with a lot of the other designers uh, and businesses, you know, you kind of feed off each other yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, and also uh, uh, Sydney Dow, who's the, the uh, retail director at Houston first, she was a big mentor. She's the one who set me up with uh, uh, that year, that year I was in launch those few months. She set me up on great day, Houston. Mm. She, uh, awesome. they put out a, they put out a, um, uh, a pamphlet to the downtown business businesses of who had what what they were selling, mm-hmm. and that was actually picked up uh, uh, by Phoenicia Specialty Foods in downtown. So I actually have items in their uh, beer and wine section, and they've been my biggest uh, wholesale buyer for uh, man the last four or five years or so. Yeah. Um, so she, Phoenicia is huge. Like Phoenicia is the downtown grocery store. It's like the only one, right? It's the only one, and it's and it's a spectacular, spectacular store. And, Lots and of it traffic bodes well with the brand because of the, all the diverse uh, mm-hmm. stuff they have in there. Yeah, uh, it was just a really, really good match, and we we've, we've been working uh, together with the family there, uh, and it's been it's, it's been amazing, you know. So uh, I give that to uh, Sydney. She's been a, a good mentor. Uh, my other mentor was actually uh, the late Andre Jacobs, who owned uh, Londonbury Apparel. Okay, uh, he wasn't really known much in Houston. Uh, but that's because he sold, he had a clothing line called Londonberry, but he sold his items in like Saks in Manhattan, Saks Fifth okay. Avenue in Manhattan, uh, Bar- uh, it's called Barnaby's, uh, yeah, Barnaby's. uh, a lot of those different, but he was, but he was, uh, stationed here and he was actually one of the, one of those months, he was actually one of the vendors inside of lunch. Okay, uh, just, cool. be, just, just because, and that's how we, uh. Uh, met and kind of uh, uh, hit it off that way, and that's one of the things that a, a, a program like that provided. You know, you get in there and you're getting with other people who are in the same situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. and and what I would say to others aspiring to be entrepreneurs is, a lot of time, all it is is just really opening the door and walking through it. Yeah. When you walk through wow. it, other doors well open. Yeah. You know, but if you never walk through it, you stay where you are, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one of my finishing questions. Just so you know, yep. what are one of the things you would tell someone else wanting to do this? You just took my finishing question. All right. I mean, that's all, that's all, that's all, I mean, it's, so much of it was just that you just had the courage the, to open the open the door yeah. and walk through it. You know. So yeah. let me ask you this: on top of that, with that piece of advice right there, what that was going to lead into is what are some of the struggles and obstacles that you've had? Oh man! So th- things were cruising. Um. Oh boy. Like over the past 10 years, since 2016, whenever this thing was full ride, what are some of the big hurdles that you were able to, uh, that just uh, happened? Like what are some? Okay. So that same year, uh, man, you're not going to believe this, right? So that same year, so so during the Astros playoff run, I believe it was that October, um, I was inside launch. And one of the things that launch allows you to do is to have a, a trunk show that, you know, is your party. You know, you had your drinks, everything, have everybody come out, yeah. you know, showcase a new line. So this was going to be my my uh, uh, first trunk show. Uh, real excited about it. It was going to be indoors, so you ain't got to worry about the weather. Y'all know how coordinated events get. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, They're so not raining on our parade. They don't let them yeah. rain on yours. <laughs> the uh, the um, parking garage is attached to the building, so nobody got to walk outside to get in there. I had my sister DJing. I bought all the catered food from Phoenicia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was going to be really, really nice. 
I really thought I thought about everything, right? Like did every all the bells and whistles marked and cross all your everything. I's and T's, yeah. I just stayed up at night, like what else? What else? What yeah. else? Because I didn't want anything to be missing. Nothing's gonna deter this. Couple of days before the event, I look at my phone. Guess what's coming? Harvey. Hurricane Harvey. <laughs> Damn. Oh. Wow. Like, 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 really? Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? And, and you, what know, you know, you just hope it's going to miss, right? But then you look at every projection. No, it's coming straight for us. Yeah. No, it's got us in, her, in its uh, crosshairs. It's, right. it's hot and heavy. And it stopped on us. <laughs> and and that, go over. It stopped. That was my first real taste of, that, of adversity where I yeah. felt like there was nothing I could do. Right. And you might have moments like that where you feel like there's nothing sure. you could do. But I knew for sure when that happened that I had seen it all. Hmm. And the pandemic happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And once that happened, I was like, you know what? Let me. You think you can't get worse? Let me just thank God for what worse. we have now. Yeah. Let me thank God for what we have right this second, right? I, think, I couldn't believe it, man. I think too. Like, there's, 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 like you. Your preparation is key, right? Planning, like especially doing events ourselves and stuff, and hearing your story on this one, like, that's that's the goal, right? I've thought of everything. Right. I have thought of everything. And that's just it. That's how life works, right? You can plan as much as you want, but things aren't always going to go as planned. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a big part of any any business uh, or entrepreneur or, or anything is is being able, being fluid, right? Being adaptable, yeah. being flexible, yeah. knowing how diligence. to t- take roll with the punches, you at least like like I've, I had never been in a situation where there was nobody to blame. Right. You know exactly. <laughs> There's nobody to blame. It's just like well, well, dang, you know, like uh, his name is what Hart. can you do? You know, like yeah. it's nobody's fault. Right. Look at Keisha. Know? Why weren't you there earlier with the lemons? We needed the lemons. You know, you can't blame no one except for right. hey, man. There's things that are out of our control that so, I would have never thought. I would have never thought about how to how to prepare for a pandemic. I had never lived through one. Let me ask you this: with your with your launch event or the uh, the for the the trunk show, did you just change your date or how did you approach it? So that? yeah, I changed the date. And, and granted, I had spent man like um, I had already spent like five or six grand on Marketing. on uh, on uh, social media yeah. Um, ads yeah oops, yeah yeah Absolutely. ads for uh, the original event yeah so obviously that goes down the drain so yeah. I had to start it back up again but yeah we did it again I don't I, I kind of always wonder what the turnout would have been had the original Never event. Know. Uh, happened the way it was supposed to happen, but uh, but we still got a World Series out of it, you know. Sure. Uh, that okay. year. so yep. that made up for it. Yep. It's kind of like you win some, you lose some. We're still putting on for the city. We right. took right. a loss. Now we're up. Let so, me just so you know, line. it's something I have learned throughout my career as well in marketing and events and everything is like lesson learned, right? How do you? How do you? So. You, it's it's easy as a marketer for an event to just want to promote that event, but like some I always try to think about is is if a date does ever change, which I don't ever want to change the date of an event. Period. Mm-hmm. That's bad look. But how do, how can I retain that audience, right? So I don't know. Just f- food for thought too that I try to do, and I even break my own rules sometimes. I forget to do it, but create create an uh, RSVP. An Eventbrite, right? Mm-hmm. RSVP, like because you spend those monies on uh, uh, on social media advertising, right? If there wasn't that like objective, like actual CTA, like call to action attached to it, mm-hmm. you kind of if that day changes, you lose all that marketing dollars. That's true. So That's a good point. I tell you, the first the first two H Town markets we did, mm-hmm. 
I did not have an Eventbrite. And uh. we just launched the next one this morning. And I was like, you know what? Get your tickets I need now. To, I need to, I need to, uh, I need to practice what I preach. I, I create, we created an Eventbrite for this next one just so people can RSVP. Damn. And, and, you know, just for anyone watching, just, like a little golden nugget, right? Not only that they can RSVP, but for all the marketing dollars we put behind the H-Town market the single day, like now I have these RSVP, these these the, uh, email list. I'm building the email list yeah, for it, right? email list is so underrated. So underrated. Still. It is. I mean, it's your database for what you're working on. I mean, right. literally, it's, it's your whole pipeline of people. Your, your, what is it? The CRM is what they call it. I mean, I don't want to downgrade to that, but I mean, it's your information for everyone who saw what you've done, who believed in it, and who's there, and they can touch back on them whenever you have another right. market coming yep. up. Yep. Another one coming up, whenever sure. something else is happening. And yeah. um, and it is. It's a, it's a golden nugget. Yeah. It's one of those things that you just have to have in your back pocket. Like I mean, I it's, it's the place where all, your, all the people who are your customers reside. Exactly. And uh, your customers could be somebody else's customer. I mean, that's, I found yes, out that's why, uh, that's why the information is so valuable. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. more valuable than the platform. Well, and a lot of the times when people uh, think that, um, a lot of the times what people think is that, oh, they already bought with me. We're not going to need them again. You know, they already bought, they're here. And it's like, no, you have to maintain a relationship with your customers because they are this. They are buyers. Right. And if you don't maintain that, they're going to buy with someone else. Yeah. You know? For sure. And you have to give them Customer value. relationship. Right, yeah. exactly. And maintaining that bond with these people. Like, you know, even people right. messaging us like, hey, you know, at the event, they're talking about, hey, uh, you know, we really want to come out to the next one. We like what y'all are doing. This is so great. That right there. Right, right. You know, like, hey, they see the value. They want to come back like that right there. I mean, it just makes all the difference. Yeah. You know, for the buyer, the seller, for the, for the, for the vendor trying to sell to the, to the customers coming in. They they want to feel like what they're purchasing is worth value. Well, to exactly. any business wants repeat customers, right? Yeah, that's, that's like man. So so what I did, I don't think I mentioned it, but um, I always chose experience over, over college, mm-hmm. um, and I might still go to college for certain things uh, as well. But I had never even uh, I had done nothing in retail. I had done nothing in uh, um. Nothing in retail. I hadn't even worked the cash register before. Hmm. So what I did was, instead of like going to school, I, I actually took a job working at Sears and Memorial Sears. City Mall okay. as okay. a sales associate. So awesome. I could get retail experience while while working on those designs back in 20, 2016. Okay, okay, okay. And, uh, and Sears had such an old school way of uh, that had worked for them for so long, uh, but they were really all about their whole shop your way building that relationship yeah. with the customer and all, all of that. It, what, did it feel real? Did it feel real what back part? then? Like, I mean, you're like, they'll build a relationship with the client, but you're kind of like, all right, serious. Like, thanks for the heads up. Uh, so yes. And no, I, I think part of it kind of led to their demise yeah. as well. Uh, but what they would do is, you know, you put in your info, that old school, put in your number and all that. And anytime you buy something, you get points and then you can mm. redeem those points and get stuff for it. Or whatnot, and their whole thought was, you don't want somebody to just buy one time. You want to establish a relationship to where they keep coming. Mm-hmm. So, but a lot of people just wanted to buy one time from Sears and never go back. Uh, kind of, but people also like to know that they're winning when they're making purchases. They want to know that they've won the sale. Okay, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? I feel you on that. And so, and, so, and see, that's what I took away from it. Okay, cool. So it may not have been, it may not have been necessarily that you 
that what they were excelling at was to get the number and the information. The point was how they were trying to make the customer feel. They wanted right. the customer to feel like if you if you continue to shop with us, there's benefits to that. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I exactly. think that was the point. You know, you I I mean, I, I don't think it was necessarily told me like this, but I've just know that after I've got done with transactions, sometimes I'm like, yo, I don't like the way I felt after buying that. <laughs> yeah. Like like I just don't like I mean, yeah, I got the good, but honestly the guy was just a schmuck who sold it to me. I really don't it's, you know, it's thank, a, thanks, a for, thanks for the truck, bro, but I don't like how I feel right now. Exactly. Know? It's a reason why you feel better after you get out of the Chick-fil-A line, even though you you were in there around My the corner. My pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, yes, sir. Anything. For, yeah, exactly. That's It makes a difference. People, it really does. They, they, they shop with places about how they feel, right? Was There's a, there's a saying. Especially today. Yeah. What like, what is that? is this saying that what you, is that what you're saying? No, there's a saying out there, and I don't I can't I don't know the exact saying right now, so I don't want to quote it. But well, spotlight's it's like, on you, bro. People don't people don't uh, people don't shop with like I forget the exact saying, but basically that's what it is. They they no, remember you, how right. you made them feel, and right. they want to spend their money with people that they feel good spending it with. And, and what I've noticed is when you when you make a person feel that way when they've shopped with you. Not only do they continue to shop for you, but they're going to tell others. Yeah. And not only are they going to tell you other, what I didn't realize is if anybody starts talking down about you, they're, they're going to be, they're going to, you. They're, you don't have to say anything. They're going to come and defend you. Right. Oh, no, that's my brand. That's that's where I shop. I, right. No, you got it all right. Like you, Just it, the same way they defend LeBron James. So right. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They'll do the same thing. Which that's the greatest feeling as a business owner is, is right. you you go to stand up for yourself and you realize someone uh, 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 a customer or, or someone you know is is standing up for you. It's just right. like damn, you made them feel something. Yeah, you know ever since you said Chick Fil A, I've been wanting a sandwich. <laughs> I don't know I what it is about Chick Fil A. Ever since you said that, I was like a nice lemonade and a spicy with pepper jack. Mm. <laughs> and, and you know, let's just give Chick Fil A its credit. What is it about Sunday? That makes us want Chick-fil-A so much. What is it? I think it might be good marketing. Because, yeah. Because you don't get it on Sunday. Right. It makes you want it more. Yeah. And, and they get it to have does. lower payroll. Yeah. And they get to, you know, consider, have that day it, off. It, it is God's day. All right. It is God's <laughs> day. Okay. Let's just. <laughs> but look, where, where, where they're closed, you see uh, uh, Raising Cane's takes up that slack on Sunday yeah. and they stay open a little later. And, so then, if, and then they sell the whole party trays of chicken strips. You'll see exactly. those big, it's like the big ones. So even if you can't be Coke, it pays to be Pepsi. Yep. For sure. I heard something interesting about Pepsi. What? So have y'all seen those, uh, the Taco Bell, KFC, uh, Pizza Hut combinations? Have y'all ever seen like this, like, oh, why is there a Taco Bell, KFC? Have you ever seen the combined locations? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have seen that, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, it's a Taco Bell and a KFC, WTF. All right, I'll take a bucket and a chalupa, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Hey. Apparently, so Pepsi has the contract with those companies mm -hmm. so coke can't sell them and they're like well we need to sell more pepsi how do we sell more pepsi interesting and so what they did was pepsi said well instead of having you know instead of having more locations of taco bell we're just gonna uh, buy all three of these and put them in multiple locations so we can just sell the pepsi diet pepsi mountain dew that's why at taco bell you'll never get dr pepper or coke that's Man, why at KFC you'll never. It's all about the drink, huh? It's all about the soda, the soda Man. carbonated, sugary drinks. Yes, Pepsi and Coca Cola are juggernauts, my friend. They're like, yeah, we bought. Top. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. I believe that. Do you, do, do you know what my favorite business movie is? What's Shockingly, up? what's up? The founder. 
The McDonald's one? The McDonald's one. So, such an underrated movie, dude. I learned so much from that movie. So many people don't even know it existed. With, uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Keaton, Michael right? Keaton. It that movie amazing. that that movie blew my mind because yeah. I'm surprised they would give some of the information that they gave in the movie. Yeah. But I took away from that movie that you can be in one profession, but it may not be necessarily the profession that you're in. It's the, you, yeah. you might be selling burgers and really, like you said in the movie, it's you're real in estate. real estate. Right. Real estate. That's you just know? it. McDonald's is not in... It's not the, burgers and the, fries, the burgers bro. Fries. It's, it's a real estate company. It's a franchise. And so every every different location is ran by someone else, but they're paying the Back. McDonald's corporation rent every month. Right. So it's it's crazy theory. So Whack Arnold's got it figured out for sure. Man, but I, I, I felt like that what they did in that movie or what they showed, you could apply that to a lot of a different lot of things. Stuff. I just, I, yeah, I, I, 100%. And it's just, you know, whether it's McDonald's or Pepsi, you guys are juggernauts in the business world for sure. Yeah. So so talk about this. What were some of, uh, what are some of your plans here in the future for diversity clothing? What sort of things do you have on the up and up for y'all? What's, what's so, next? So definitely, uh, so definitely uh, uh, working on establishing the storefront this year. So I actually had like a brick and mortar store. Yeah, well, well, I'm 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 definitely looking at looking at posts. Uh, I'm also looking at uh, uh, MK, MKT. Look at post, huh? Let's <laughs> not let's not, let's not uh, dive too deep into that because it's not too public. Okay, oh, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Joe, gotcha. can we cut that out, bro? No. We'll keep going. Though. But yeah, just looking, just looking at different spots uh, uh, for the storefront now that, uh, not that this is actually the first <clears throat> complete year that the pandemic would have been gone. Yeah. And I think a lot of people forget that January, February last year, we were still in it. Right. Pretty we much. sure were. So uh, I actually had um, a co-op store in the Galleria back in uh, 2019 and 2020. Actually, two of them in the co-op went in a city center that were, that were temporary. And those contracts were up right right when the pandemic, five days before the pandemic shut everything down. Yeah. So I haven't revisited that uh, until this year, now that everything's back established. So definitely work, working on seeing uh, uh, about the, the storefront space. Um, definitely one of the places that I want to uh, get the brand established ultimately is actually the airport. Yeah. The oh, that'd be huge. Awesome. Bro. That'd be um, huge. So I'm working on that. Hey, they just got rid of Papa Dose. You know, might man, as well. Full, that, hey, that, man, they were, they were, another they were Houston at base, it. guys. Hey, but, <laughs> they were going at it with the food. Yeah, to be honest, man, they're bringing on a lot of Houston businesses to replace yeah, that. A I'm lot like, of local. It's not, it's not, you know, everything is in the news, right? There's, it makes this news cycle. And they're slandering point. Papas. Right. Yeah. They're, they're making Papas, you know, three sides to every story, right? Right. There's your side, my side, and then truth. the truth, right? Yeah. But anyways... It, they're not getting rid of like a Houston business, yeah, yeah, just right. for just for corporate. Like they're actually all the places that they're bringing in. I think it's like sixty plus businesses in in the real estate that Papa's had. They're they're replacing that with sixty plus Houston based businesses, right. and, and, and most, a lot of them are local too. I was right, gonna say, exactly. and, and so what are we? And it's like, what isn't it time we let the new guys get in here and try Papa Do's? Papa Do's, can you get off the block? Let some new people come in and try to make a name for. So that is true. Yeah, you put a lot a lot more of Houston's personality. Correct, because Papa's. Let's just be real; they dominated for a long time, did they not? They've dominated right. the food industry. They have so many locations. And it's kind of like, all well, right. I mean, and they're still going to be fine not having a location in Bush Street. They're still going to be fine. Do what? 
though too far away. I said they're still gonna be fine not having a. Uh, Super. They're 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 still gonna be fine not having a location. Like their Pappas is still gonna be a successful business, no uh, even what. even though they lost the location at at the airport. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, but I want to dive more into this. So, so what is that process like? Like how getting into the airport? That's so, a great idea, bro. So I actually Houston visitors, yes. I actually had an offer on the table back in March of 2020 that the pandemic actually blew up. Yeah. Um, so, so actually, at the moment, I'm not sure if the process has changed or not, but that's something I got to follow up on to see who's actually in charge of that. So, if anybody knows anything, let me know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to tap back into uh, a, a, a few of the things we were talking about earlier too. Like, so I know a big a big part of your business is is doing these activations and markets mm-hmm. and stuff like that. How much how much of your business do you say comes from that? Probably, uh, well, since since uh, I closed the storefront, I'd say eighty percent. Yeah, and yeah. then the the rest is online sales and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. So how do how how do you hear about these different markets and stuff? Or I mean, really, um, there's only how do you say this? Yeah, there's only really about maybe five, six, seven market managers for the entire city. Yep. Like I know I know after the pandemic. Um, there was a lot of markets that popped up. Everybody yeah. had to do outdoor events, all of that. Yeah. But the real ones. Yeah. With stay in power. Right. Yeah. You, you stay there. The, the <laughs> ones who were just kind of trying to do it, they, they'll fall off easily after yep. everything gets a little rough. Yeah. Uh, so it's really, you know, when the smoke clears, it's only really like five, six, seven. And, and each of those market managers do multiple events yeah. everywhere. Some of them have their, some of them do uh, most of the breweries, Carbox, St. Arnold's, all of that. Some of them do uh, corporate offices. Everybody has kind of like their lane. So if you know those five or six, you pretty much know all the events going on in the city. Yeah. I think I think these this is a great uh, kind of introduction for any business owner is the whole market idea in general. Like it's 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 you know it's an investment, right? You 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 pay seventy five, one hundred, one hundred fifty dollars to be a part of a market, but it's a way for you to test your product. Exactly. Right? The information get, is is very exactly. is very uh uh what's that word I'm looking for valuable, valuable. Yep. yeah because once you know once you know who your people are then you know where to go exactly. and how to market it and too. also yep. test what you're worth with your product yes. like I mean like can you put it in front of somebody and collect can you sell and, your product c- correct can you put it in front of somebody and make a transaction for what you believe in yep, you know that's true this is also, your opportunity to make your own. That's why we like to give out bags at the market. We're trying to help other people make bags. You know, yeah. <laughs> make, make your yeah, bag, I, buddy. I, I was right there looking at those bags. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, you know, bags, yeah. I, might need, I might need to make a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. man. We're trying to, we're trying to secure the bag. Shopping. We're yep. giving out bags exactly. for free. Exactly. We're shopping them. They use it. You got your logo on them. Boom. Right. That's it. They're marketing it, right? That's yep. a marketing expense to us. I think another thing uh, that that uh, uh, another little tip of advice is these these. Doing this, um, the market, it's not just even, obviously, at the end of the day, it's how much sales can you do as a vendor up there, like, as a business owner, right? But I think it has residual effects. Like, you're building your brand. Get people to follow your social medias. Like, start to... To, to kind of curate that customer relationship we were talking about with earlier. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the one, yes, make the sales, but two, think of it like, how how can I capitalize on this after the market's gone, after mm-hmm. that event is gone? Yeah. How can I engage with these customers on a 
on a, on on consistent a basis on a consistent basis and on different levels, right? Right. So, right. so let me ask you this, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving forward, what are some of the golden nuggets that you would put out in the world that you've learned as far as since 2016 starting Diversity Clothing? What are some of the golden nuggets that you hold on to that help you keep moving forward? Uh, one of them that comes to mind is, how do you say this? Uh, okay, I had, okay, I'll give you an example. I, I had a, during that Astros uh, World, World Series, uh, the first one, that mm-hmm. run, when I got that sixty to 80,000 hits to the website that I mentioned, that sixty to 80,000 hits to the website created, if you can imagine, several emails yeah. of, of people, you know, with their questions, with, with oh, this, yeah. that, and the other. So the, the, only, the only way I was able as a, as a one-person show to, to take that on is because I, at the time I had my website set to drop shipping. Yeah. So I had drop shipping take care of a lot of that, but you still had a lot of in-between, you know, to work out this day sure. and the other. And so I remember I had this customer. Uh, she, she worked at, she worked at, uh, at NASA. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she wanted she wanted the shirt. A lot, of, you know, Amazon has kind of spoiled people into thinking like, if I buy this now, it's going to show up tomorrow. tomorrow. Why or, isn't or, it here now? Or if I, <laughs> if I buy it now, I cannot go pick it up in three hours. You know, right, or something like right. that. We forget so, that seven to eight, ten business days is the standard. Right. You know. So yeah, so some folks they'll you know. A lot of folks will get upset if it didn't come right away, especially with, you know, they won, the parade is coming, Mm. they want to wear it here, they want to wear it there. And some customers stood out, you know, more than others. It's really aggressive, you know? So I had had this one customer. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I had this one customer. She was like, you know, she... I want to say she, I can't remember exact. I want to say she even started crying. Oh, no. Like, like, uh, and I was just, you know, just, you know, trying to comfort. Uh, But then... uh, she was even willing because she couldn't come to any of the pop-ups. She really wanted it so that she could uh, take pictures at work the next day. It ter- I found out later that they were taking group photos in the shirts. I didn't even know they had them at NASA. Oh, wow. Oh, but that's, wow. I'll, I'll speak on that later. Oh. Um, but she wanted to be a part of the picture. She stayed all the way in the Heights. And at the time, I was staying in Fresno. And she woke up early in the morning Cause I told her, okay, if you really want this, I'll leave it on the porch. Cool. She drove all the way to Fresno to pick up this shirt wow. and then took the back way all the way to Na- NASA just so she could have this shirt. Yeah. And and at first, like that whole time leading up to that, I'd be like, man, like, why are they so aggressive? Why are they doing the, why are they doing that? And then I realized like, like the McDonald's uh, mm. story, the, you know how the McDonald's, they were like, this is what's happening versus what's actually happening. Right. That's what I took from that. So okay. I, I stopped and I said to myself, don't think of it as, oh, they've been mean, they've been aggressive. Right. When when you when a person has a has an emotional response to your product, that it means you've won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I and I had to look at that differently. I was looking at the outer shell of that, yeah. and I was looking at what was really. You were looking happening. at like man, on, uh, you were looking at it on the first level type of viewing of you. Like right. man, why is she so aggressive for this shirt? And and secondly, whenever you can remove yourself from the situation, and see a bird's eye view, you're like, oh, this woman 
was in love with the shirt whenever she purchased it. She wants it ASAP, ASAP, ASAP. Right. Plus, you never know what's going on with someone else at the time, right? Yeah. Like, for her, you she had you no never know what's she going was on. Trying to get, she, she needed it for this NASA shoot. She right. wanted to have explained all that. She just, I need the shirt now. Right. And then, I see, I found out that out later, uh, and, and that's another thing, too. Never never underestimate who your customers are, where they're going yeah. with it, yeah. either. So I found out later they were taking group photos in it, and apparently it was a big deal at, at uh, that's not, a, like they had the shirts on this and the other. So that was during the Ashes playoff run. Tell me why by December, the best-selling shirt ended up on the International Space Station. Wow. No way. And there's a whole video on YouTube of astronaut Joe Acaba wearing it while they have making yeah. pizza with the float in space. No other t-shirt brand can say they've done like this. That, bro. You can't pay for marketing like that. You can't. That is next level type like here here it is. Here's your sign. You know, you're this right. is just you're here. You're here. Keep grinding. You're so here. I, I I see too you 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 mentioned um you used to drop ship but kind of how you phrase that, do you not drop ship anymore? So I do drop ship. I just try to do it a little less because yeah. it is more pricey. Yep. But just like we were talking about the information, the good thing about the good thing about the drop shipping is when you when I, when I design something, it allows me to see exactly what the market is for that before Without mass having, producing. Yeah, exactly. Investing so, in mass production. Exactly. So if 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 it gets a lot of. Uh, uh, Interest, and interest then, yeah. then I'll go and I'll I'll know I need to print more of those yep. locally yep. or whatnot and and provide some more things on there as well. Yeah. So yeah, just trying to it's like I've I've kind of used it yeah. to my advantage just to get the information. Now yep. that I have it, I can do it a little bit less, but still use it when needed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Cool. So all right, and uh so now I'm gonna revisit back one of my closing questions that you answered earlier. <laughs> but uh, what is some information you would tell others about doing this, other than opening the door and walk through it? Give us some other good ones, man. <laughs> I'd say, I I think the biggest thing is to be to, to be genuine. Yeah. Um, cool. Because I feel like. How do you speak it? We live in speak a very it. surface speak it. I, I used to world. think you ha you have to be a certain way yeah. to sell things to people. You don't. And, and what I've learned is people people like you, the raw, who you are, the, like who you are, raw and authentic. Yeah. You know, and 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 I had to realize, you know, like I mentioned before, all those years mm. leading up to it, I wasn't really confident in my designs. Mm. I mean, there there's there's people out here that. Maybe all they do is sell uh, straws. It's a difference between selling um, straws to uh, the place on the corner or putting a straw in every restaurant in America. Yeah, you, you know, know what I'm saying? It was so funny. I got a horchata at a, at a at a taco spot the other day, and like the straw came crushed, and like I put it in my drink and it I got the little hole. Out. No, no, no. It was just like flattened. It was like a flattened oh, straw, and I was like, "Oh, is this a new kind of straw? This is unique." <laughs> I was like, yeah. this is, what a concept. I mean, you know, it's all circular. It goes in the hole. This one's flat. And I, like, I was, and it was like, it's no, it's just crushed, man. Just crushed. Here's another straw. <laughs> oh, well, maybe, hey, yeah. let's make a million, bro. <laughs> hey, I, and it took me a while to learn that, like, it doesn't matter if you like what you have or not. Somebody's going to like it. Yeah. You just got to find out who they are and just gear it that way. That's pretty much all it is. Absolutely. And, and you know, and you... And you can take things as far as you as you want to go, as much work as you want to put into it. Mm -hmm. But that's the main thing I realize is people like always know why 
because people are going to always ask you what your motivation is or yep. why. Yeah. So when you're, when you're going about it, always make sure you answer it to yourself. Yeah, like, why sure. am I doing this? What yep. is the reasons? Yep. You know. What's my motivation behind it? And let it be genuine. Bro, you know? hey, people, God bless it. People will do business with you just off your why. Yeah, They will exactly. do business with you just off your why. So you never know. You know, don't be real with your why. I remember even whenever we were selling shirts at the market just the other day. You know, I ended up talking to this guy. He was like, you know, him and his children were walking by. Flagged the shirt out after I gave him a bag. And I was like, hey, fresh shirt printed off you. He's like, hey, I've been living in Houston for 46 years. Mm -hmm. that, I love what I'm seeing with this. This is awesome. Y'all doing for the city. He's like, tell me, what is H-Town Happy Hour? Man, yeah. me, you know, me and my buddy, a couple of Houston hard hitters out here trying to do something big. That's really it. And we've been putting work in this. For, and I told him the whole story about what we've been doing while we're here. And he's like, man, I have... Uh, here, how much for the shirt? I'll yeah. buy one. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to my kid. I appreciate what y'all are doing. See, and, and see, I feel like what you just mentioned is is a big deal because I feel like it didn't used to be that way. I feel like if you had something that wasn't name brand, they always referred to you no matter what as this is the off brand. Yeah. You got name brand, you got off brand. That's and a marketing you, technique to sell the name brands, though. Exactly. That's but, all. but somewhere along the lines, I feel like people started to realize. <laughs> The bakery. That, 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 you know, when you mass produce stuff, there's not a lot of personality in it. Yep. And now people are there. They want to know the why and the how and exactly. the, I mean, the, the, the um, purpose and thought behind it and all that. And the national brands can give you that. Exactly. There's so many national brands are trying to look like small businesses. Right. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> You're so dead on. It's crazy how the world's crazy. came back around. Like shop local is, is yet. It's a thing now. Yeah, like people want to buy local. They, they have to look to like get... us in order to stay relevant. Right, it's crazy. They're scared. Yeah, is what they're doing. They're scared. Right. That's why they're changing their marketing ideas to try yeah. to keep up with what's new. Well, and they're adapting, right? They're yeah, they're trying are. to adapt. They're being flexible. Very true. Very I, true. I remember. I remember if you had a if you had a food truck, you know, your whole thing was working oh. your way up to a brick and mortar. But then I would see like brick and mortars <laughs> applying for food trucks so they yeah, could get out there. You know exactly. what I'm saying? They're flipping the script. Like you'd be looking crazy. at this stuff and you're like, well, man, like how, yeah. how times have changed. Yeah. You know? No, it, it really is. It really is. I mean, yeah, no, that's, it's, it's like, it's all full circle, man. It's like the, the grass is always greener on the other side, right? It, but in reality, it's, it's green where you water it. Yeah, right? exactly, the, food, exactly. the food truck owners want a brick and mortar. The brick and mortar are like, yo, I need a food truck to get to the customers. Yeah. The, 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 the small business, I want to be make a huge business, but the big businesses are like, how can we make it look like we're still local we're in the trenches yeah it's crazy As they exactly. spend millions of dollars on advertising yeah you know yeah. so all right and, all right so one of the final questions i know you said that you had uh 12 concepts right yeah, that, 12 that was designs your, yeah 12, 12 designs mm -hmm. um do you still have those same 12 or have you expanded out to like 36 48 so or? it has expanded but with those 12 the thing about those 12 is that in order for them to be a part of that, those twelve, they had to they had to be uh, timeless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, however relevant they are today, I expect them to be relevant thirty years from now because nothing on it mm. is is just for a phase or, or a certain time. It's timeless. Trendy. Like this, this which that, is that, one of the that part be of forever. Yeah. It's always going to be Space City. It's yeah. always going to be Houston. Right. Yeah. You know, everything everything in there is going to be timeless. So that was my whole deal with the with the first twelve is. I wanted I wanted it to always be relevant and, and like I mentioned like a place like the airport 
we have new customers every day. It just would gel together so well. Yeah. So that's why that, that's one of the goals. But then after that, I've played around with things that also are times have been maybe, maybe some of it may be a little bit more for the time as well. Hmm. Kind of mix that in there. But as long as I have those 12 that are like the staples, I kind of call them the mix, magnificent 12. I like it. And yeah. then you just kind of have those other ones the that kind of, that kind of go along with what's happening at the time and, yeah. and so forth, so on. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And what's the best way for people to reach out to you one more time? So definitely uh, Instagram. Uh, we're definitely on there. Diverse City. Remember to, to uh, spell it D-I-V-E-R-S-C-I-T-Y. I wanted the name to really describe cool. the city. So it's, yeah. you can either say diversity or diverse city. It's a little play on words yeah, with that. Yeah, for sure. So that's, that's ground zero. So the, the, uh, <laughs> That's number one. Number Instagram, two. <laughs> and then you also have, you have the website uh, as well with the same uh, name. And uh, I'll post on Instagram where we're setting up for the pop-ups. We're actually doing the pop-up today of uh, Little Woodrow's Edo. Okay, and, we're, cool. and we're doing Little Woodrow's Edo for all the Astros games this season. So that's kind of replacing the tavern now that the tavern's torn yeah. down. Mm -hmm. yeah. So mm -hmm. that's our connection to the Astros fans. So definitely be on the lookout for that. We're definitely going to be at Post every yes, month sir. as well. For what? Yes, the H-Town Market? H -Town Happy Brought Hour. to you by H-Town Happy Hour, baby. <laughs> hey, well, thank you for coming on the show, taking oh, yeah, the time definitely, out definitely, of the day. Definitely. Especially you got a market yeah. you're about to hit to, too, man. This hey, has been This has been awesome, bro. Yeah. This has been great, man. For Good sure. work today, bro. Cool. Good work today. Adonis, thank you so very much. Hey, hey, and stay me. tuned for the next episode, guys. Coming soon. All right. <laughs>